All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. It's been the one and twos. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, 877-37-GRIND. All right, so, uh, so yes, so we're getting confirmed that uh, Lamar's 185 guaranteed according to CBS Sports. Uh, yeah, Josina Anderson, uh-huh. um, she's saying her league source, so... It's not NFL yet, but she's an insider. I'll go with it. Okay. Not bad. You know, not bad. I mean, it wasn't fully guaranteed with the rumors that he was seeking for. And I'm pretty sure Lamar's going to come out and deny that he was ever seeking for a fully guaranteed contract. In the press conference, make no mistake about that. I wouldn't be shocked to hear that. But it's done. It's not a shock to me, but he will be a Raven. And really, it just comes down to what I've always said. I mean, they built their whole team around him. And, you know, that kind of gave him, and he's smart enough to to know that, you know, he still had a little bit of leverage. Because it's like, if you, I don't care if you hired a new offensive coordinator or not, you still got to, you would have to go another 180 if you had to replace him to get a different style of quarterback. And number two, props to him is still doing this his way and getting it done without an agent. There was a lot of doubters, and I understand people might feel, well, if he would have had an agent, he would have got the guarantee. Well, this is in the neighborhood of what's going on right now, and he did it without an agent. Now, granted, I know he had legal help behind closed doors. I've always said that, you know, but he just didn't have, you know, an agent sitting there following through this, and he still got 185 guaranteed at 260. And the thing about it is at that position, if he can stay healthy – you know, that's why those contracts and years are important with quarterbacks. Along, I know we're on this guaranteed kick, but most quarterbacks, if you stay healthy and you're on the level of a Lamar, a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burr, you're going to see that money. You're going to see it. You know, a wide receiver signing for, I don't know, 80 million, 100 million. Or like, let's not use the word, let's use pass rushers. Because those are the next big thing behind quarterbacks, pass rushers or left or right tackles. But let's just say pass rushers. You could sign for 130, 120. But the chances of you really seeing all that money is you you damn near have to be a bona fide first ballot Hall of Fame. Like we want this guy retiring in our jersey to see all that kind of money. quarterbacks most likely going to see that money, all of it. They are guaranteed. So happy for Lamar. So that leads us into tonight into the draft uh we touched a little bit on the Cowboys situation um I think some other teams that I'm going to have a look on is really and what I wanted to talk about well but first of all before we get into that let's we because we started on that 12 list according to USA Today I want to hear more who they had on this list is who they project as maybe some of the veteran players that could possibly be uh traded who is on this list yeah so yesterday USA Today's Nate Davis put together his 12 players um, starting off, uh, Arizona Cardinals, Buda Baker, uh, safety five-time Pro Bowl. Uh, he said, Pro Bowler, he said that he wanted out, um, kind of already publicly requested a trade. Does he get moved? I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, excuse me, I think Arizona's damn near in a fire sale almost anyway. I mean, this is an organization that's going to have to be rebuilt, um, pretty much a real rebuild, and they've got a tough situation at quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, I could see him getting moved. What do you get for Buddha? A safety his caliber, um, a freak of nature that can play up on the line and run people from behind. He's got a lot of speed. I think maybe you can get a – you could probably get a second round pick for him, a third to a second to a third. 
you know, for Buda Baker. So uh, because of Arizona, I could see that happening. Maybe not tonight, but I could see that happen over the course of the weekend or next week. Because uh, a lot of this stuff is also, let me just say this, a lot of this stuff is really going to depend on, too, how everybody's draft board goes. And you really won't have that complete until Sunday after the final round um, on Sunday. You know, True, but- until you complete really six, seven. When I'm saying not all cases, but some of these, because then you get the chance to say, okay, man, we didn't get this. So now, all right, or we didn't get this. So we're going to keep him or we got this. So now we can let him go or trade him. That's what I mean in that sense. Yeah. But if, if you get to tomorrow and, uh, you know, and you get through the rounds tomorrow and, and Buda Baker hasn't been traded yet, you would have to assume he's not going to be traded until maybe. Uh, midsummer or even a trade deadline piece for the fact that uh, what what is the value you're going to get back because it's not going to be you're not going to be able to immediately turn it in if you're talking about a day two draft pick second or third round then you're not going to be able to get an immediate impact piece you're talking about maybe next year's draft well I mean that, for a team like Arizona that doesn't matter I mean because at the end of the day Arizona is not one or two pieces away from contending from a title I mean go look at their division I mean in their division they have the 49ers they're nowhere close to the 49ers. You have Seattle that's going to continue to get better. They're going to be a better football team after this draft, especially. Then you have, who else? You got the Rams that are borderline. I mean, they're not in as bad a situation, in my opinion, as Arizona. They've got Stafford coming back. They have a more respectable, proven coach. We don't know what this coach from Arizona is going to be. We just know he was the defensive coordinator of the Eagles. The truth of the matter is they're at the bottom of the pecking order. So whether you and what you're saying is like, yes, there's some truth that Jonas, but the reality of it is it also depends on where the organization, because if a guy's telling you he does not want to be there and this is arguably one of your best players on defense, if not the best player on defense, whether it's yes, you want to if somebody's going to call for him, you would like to happen to that happen between Thursday and Saturday. But the reality of it is it could just be less less complete the draft. Then you got free agent undrafted signings. And then when we get there, then we can reevaluate like, look, are we going to part ways? I doubt it regardless there. I don't doubt it very seriously. They're going to outright release them because you can right. get a second, third. So, but if that second, yeah, you would like that second or third pick to come this year's draft, but a place where it's Arizona's at, that can come down the road. That can come down the road, but who else they got on the list? Fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to move through these. Um, yeah. And you let me know if they, maybe we can get to the yeah. end here and see who really moves. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook. New York Jets, Corey Davis. Uh, Austin Eckler, of course, out there in L.A. He's asked for a trade. Derrick Henry on the Titans. Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Now, I don't know if he's trying to double dip here on that 12. Um, but he's got both receivers on there. Um, Trey Lance over there in San Francisco. We've heard that name floating around. Devin White in Tampa Bay. He's asked for a trade. And Jonah Williams has also asked for a trade out of Cincinnati. Uh, he did have Lamar Jackson on this list, so for full transparency. Yeah. But I feel like we can scratch that one. Yeah, on. yeah. Uh, that's a quite that is a quite interesting uh, list of veterans that could definitely help any teams going to. I would say, you know, if I had to make a choice between Buda Baker and Hopkins being moved, like say the chance of the weekend. First, I would say probably still Buda Baker because because everybody and their mom knows that Arizona's gonna have to release Hopkins, and he's gonna get to go where he wants to go. No one's giving, no one's taking that contract, and no one's trading any value for Hopkins. And I think Hopkins is first time ballot. But so I would say it would be Buda Baker. Now some of these other guys on these this list, if you want to talk about the Judy and Sutton, I tell you right now, Sutton's not going nowhere. 
Because one, the value, they're not going to get the value they want to get back for Sutton. Nobody's going to trade from that. Number two, I mean, he is another, when you're talking about a struggling offense, you the one thing you don't really want to do unless it's really going to make a value of you moving into the second round and keying on a guy you got that you don't want to really strip pieces. But I think Cortland still so Judy's the guy that age-wise – Hasn't really, you know, anything. Cortland's been cut on already. Judy hasn't. He's uh, he has upside. That would be the guy that you could possibly get somebody to swindle and get back in the second round. And if they can do that, I mean, I think Judy's just. I mean, he's been in my doghouse for the last year or two. But I think in the last three weeks of the season, under the circumstances, under an incompetent coaching staff and horrible quarterback play, he was able to produce the last four weeks of the season. So I would like to see what he could do in a Sean Payton office. I've seen what Michael Thomas. Can do and I think Judy has more upside I don't know if he's got the physicality and the mindset that Michael Thomas has but Judy has more upside and I would like to see what he could do at least for one year under Sean's system so unless they're getting a second round pick I'm probably not down with that so I do believe that they're going to stay pat with that I don't think either one of those guys are moving um, you know, and I can tell you this right now, if they would move one of those guys to get in the second round, if I had a better dollar to a donut, the position that's being targeted, if they're trying to get back in the second round is going to be a running back. Or I would pr pretty much say probably a linebacker because they've been hurting at that or maybe another pass rusher to give some insurance for Randy Gregory. That's if they move Judy, those are the three people or I should say, excuse me, the three positions that I believe that it would be targeted It'd be running back another pass rusher or inside a linebacker if they would move him. they It would have to be somebody specifically, a group that they know that's going to be there in that second tier, in that second round. That's the only way that I see that coming. There was another one um, on that list that was interesting that I've heard. Well, the Derrick Henry one, I mean, look. He's a car with a lot of miles on it. I don't know if I, – I could see him getting traded, but I don't know if there's a sense of urgency – I don't see that like an A.J. Brown situation last year draft because of the position, I would say. I, I, I don't see that. There was another one on there. Who else? you? Uh, probably Dalvin Cook. And that, that one stood out to me because, um, you know, again, he's getting up there. Uh, what, what, what really is Minnesota's future looking like? Uh, they brought Kirk Cousins back on a one-year contract. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to need, you know, he's going to require a big payday. They've already moved on from Thielen um, this last year as well. So I'm interested to see um, really how serious that one, uh, moving away from him, is. Um, and then, uh, you know, Trey Lance, of course, we've heard that one. Trace. And Jonah Williams, you know, he's, he's the only offensive lineman on this list. So a team needing a left tackle. He was their starter last year. Uh, they turn around uh, the Bengals. They brought in Orlando Brown Jr., uh, so that puts Jonah Williams, you know, in his feelings. Yeah. They wanted to move him into the right side, but you got Lyle Collins over there. Uh, you know, when he gets healthy again, yeah. what happens with him? And if you do, there's there's in all the boards I've seen, there's really only one offensive tackle being projected, even top ten talent wise. So if you feel like okay, well here's a place where we need to address Jonah Williams, might be your best bet. Those are some good options. I can see that. I, I don't. I don't expect to see. I mean, would I be surprised if Derrick Henry's moved between today and tomorrow this weekend? No, uh, but I don't think that that's something that Tennessee feels that they got to rush into. Speaking of Tennessee, you know they got approved for one point two billion dollars in local. I mean, in public money, public money, tax yeah. money for a new stadium. I'm like, damn, is that some of Graceland kickback or what? Like one to like they voted okay for that. 
I mean, Nashville, I mean, you think about it, man. It's it's like the Tennessee women's basketball team. I know it's you got the Vols down there, but really if you talk about rich tradition success, that's the Lady Vols team. Thank for the late great Pat Summit. They really don't have they don't have a professional basketball team. No hockey team, baseball. So I guess. I mean, you really want to keep the Titans happy, but damn, $1.2 billion have in you seen the renderings, though? Have I seen what? The renderings? No. The drawings? Yeah, it, no. it's pretty nice. That's fine, but I feel like this is... I'm going to put my Jonas Clark hat on here for a minute. I mean, look, I told you, man. You know, these guys... It's, you know, we've gone from the yacht. Oh, my yacht, 60 feet. They, they custom made it for me. At these parties to you want to get in a professional team and what the, the stadiums. Now we're into who out can do our stadiums. And the way I look at it, these guys are wealthy, man. That If you understand, do you realize that what th this type of wealth, when you look at the group that's buying the Washington Commanders, when you look at the Pinner Group in Denver, when you talk and, and that gives you a test of these guys, these guys are coming in and these owners and money. Do you realize that they don't have even the patience that they used to? They're willing to spend and burn money just to get back competitive. OK, you know how much money it's going to cost them to move on from Russell Wilson if they have to. But they've told this guy, hey, you can do it. Just come on because you're going to win. Can you? And so my point is, let me put my Jonas hat on. If you want to keep up with the Joneses on the stadium, no one's saying you got to build a billion dollar plus because to me if they're getting 1.2 billion dollars from taxpayer money then automatically man i can tell you from san antonio texas that this stadium is probably going to be somewhere between a three to four billion dollar stadium at least okay at least three to four if they're getting 1.2 so my point is if you want to have these billion dollar stadiums and you are already a billion and you're in a billion dollar industry man put that stuff put up 80 put up most of that stuff on your own that's the way i look because these i mean you're talking about i mean everything has gone astronomical when you talk about cost of sports and doing business but that's another thing that goes on the radar is how expensive these stadiums are becoming because the owners this is and to me in my opinion this ain't so much about the fans this ain't about basically giving the fans a great experience of course that's what they telling you okay this is a pissing contest between billionaires okay this is a swinging contest if you know what i mean it's a family show but you get it Oh, that state that no, you cut up a couple inches short, my man. That ain't nothing. And they getting one point two billion in this economy from taxpayers. Going back to the draft. Well, not only for what? that, it's also a smaller stadium. When you say smaller stadium, meaning it's going to seat nine thousand less than current Nissan Stadium. Yeah, but it's probably going to have a Tennessee History Mall in it. It's going to have digital this. The seats are going to butt warm you. They're going to massage your ass cheeks. I mean, all this stuff that these owners <laughs> want to come in and add to it. That's what makes the traditional Fenway Parks, Lambo, Wrigley. Soldier for now. Granted, these people are getting uh, uh, facelifts, so it's like ninety percent of the women over forty-seven too. But the bottom line is, even though they're getting facelifts, 
Hey, the tradition of old school. You know, that's what makes it even more cut. Because these new stuff, I mean, they're spaceships, man. There's just who can do uh, what, you know, because true. the truth of the matter is, I'm not buying the fan experience because the numbers show you fan experience is loving from the couch, from the red zone, YouTube, Sunday ticket coming near you. They fighting against that. They've created the viewer experience at home so much. Maybe that's the reason why they've got to spend billions in these new stadiums. But I still say it's a pissing contest, man. Jonas Cleveland got a first round pick tonight. No, sir. No, I know. That's the Texans at 12, which I've seen a handful of mock drafts. Uh, people believe the Texans might move up to three, moving that 12 pick. Um, that, that 12 to go, two, to go double doozy, two and, and three, two and three. Yeah. Go offense and defense is what I've seen. Uh, I think it was Jeremiah's board. Let me touch on that when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott online studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 87737-GRIND is the number. And the last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect t- cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so uh, keeping it moving. Um, yeah, I see here my man Darren Rovell which is gospel to me. He's connected. He's also 
reporting um, that he's getting about it's about 185 and he's also letting you know that without an agent Lamar saved a total of 5.5 million dollars by negotiating a 185 million dollar deal guarantee without an agent keep it Does in the that family go to his mama your mom was his mom five kids future kids funds mom yeah 5.5 you know so anyway but we'll see i i think you know what i wanted to do too in regards to the draft is i wanted you and i to discuss and t- out there in twitter land or facebook live you can participate if you want to in regards to there's a lot of projections that we really got four quarterbacks that we're talking about in this draft now the experts out there that draft quarterback I ain't talking about the Mel Kuypers and Todd McShays. I'm talking about the guys that are employed by teams, scouts. The word on the street is that all these quarterbacks have something wrong with them. Speaking of a flaw, there's no Andrew Luck. There's no Peyton Manning. You know, there's none of the there. There's none of these guys allegedly. Now, I mean, they can't go on to be one. It's just none of them are pretty much for sure hits. They've got some flaws. Now, a couple things is we know Stroud has responded to his test scores leaking, and he said, "Hey, I'm not a test taker." Got to remember my take the other day when I tell you, hey, some guys just don't test well. Michael Parsons came to his defense yesterday on Twitter, on social media. He's like, hey, man, they try to do the same stuff to Justin Fields. I'm like, Michael, why don't you just go ahead and just say, hey, man, they just do the brothers like that. I mean, I, we know. Well, I know where you're Ohio talking State about. Quarterbacks like that and Micah being Big, t- uh, Big Ten, Penn State. Well, um, I will tell you, look, the guy that just got paid today in Lamar Jackson – the great Bill Polian, which took went down a couple notches to me when he made his comments. Bill Polian was on record. This is a guy who built the Buffalo Bills, K-Gun offense, four straight trips to the Super Bowl. This is the same guy who built the Indianapolis Colts, the the the, the organization formerly known as the Colts, because I don't know what this is right now. I mean, I don't know what could go on tonight. But this is Bill Polian, who's the same guy that just got 185, guaranteed. Bill Polian is on wax for saying that he should basically play maybe wide receiver. So let me tell you something. This ain't, this ain't just Ohio State. Michael Parsons putting it out there that with this test stuff, this is what they do to brothers for the most part to say, hey, where well, there's a problem. Turn on, that's really what Mike is saying. Micah just has to tiptoe. Micah's not Calvin. Michael got tiptoe behind it because Micah know who be cutting them checks. Oh, yeah. Hey, Micah, that's not what we do here. But that's what he's talking about. But Stroud, look, so you got four quarterbacks. So I wanted to see who we think are going to be the first quarterbacks off the board where we go. I'll go first. Okay. I think Carolina is going to go with Young. So he would be the first quarterback. If they don't go with Young, it's going to be Levitz. And I would say this is not has nothing to do with the Reddit report this week. This is just the way I looked at these when they were trying to go ahead and get um, 
Derek Carr, they fell out on that, and that's when they made that leap up to trade with Chicago. And I think Levitz is a stature of a quarterback, too, that Frank Wright likes as well. So I'm going to go with Young, but the, 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 side, the sidebar to that, it would pro- I would be surprised if it's anybody other than Young or Levitz for them because who they're coaching. So I'm going to go with Young at one. He'd be the first quarterback. We have the Texans there at two. I'm going to stick to my theory. I mean, they could. I mean, look, Texans are probably not going to take a quarterback. I've had that feeling ever since D'Amico got settled in. I started hearing, I was like, wait a minute, man. This guy, remember where he came from. He just saw an organization that could plug in any quarterback because why? And they were dominant on defense. They built a great team. And they, he has some great pieces to start with that he's walking into on the defensive side of the ball. I will tell you, if – if the Carolina Panthers take Levitz or anybody besides Young, I believe the Texans then at two do they do take Young. If Young's there, that's the only quarterback I believe that the Texans take with their two a number two overall pick is Young. That's who their guys at quarterback. They anticipate he's not going to be there. He's going to get there. Go, but I'm going to go with Carolina with Young. I think Texans probably do go defense another position. They'll move back up with the 12. You're hearing rumors that they could be, you said right before going to the break, that there's rumors out there. They could be trading that 12 to try to move up to three to uh, Arizona. There, there are mock drafts oh, okay. that say okay. well, they could do it. And I feel like it's, it, the last it was Daniel Jeremiah's, and I feel like Daniel Jeremiah has been doing this long enough to where he might have it and, and works for a network to where I feel like he might have uh, more than just an inkling as to why that could happen. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I could see I could see the Texans moving from 12 up, but I don't see them moving. I don't see them paying the freight to trade from 12 to 3. They're, they're, this is a, you know, D'Amico has a six-year contract. This is the Texans that basically haven't been a playoff team in the last few years. Uh, they've only won a total of maybe three to four games in the last two years combined. You're not drafting up that much capital move from 12 to three. But can I see them moving 12 to six? Let's say the Raiders know that, hey, man, the defensive player, Carter might still be available. Anderson still might be out there. We can move back because Raiders have a, need a lot of help on defense. The Raiders, majority of Raiders draft picks need to be defensively. Okay. But I could see them moving from 12 to 6 or 12 to 5, not, not, not 12 to 3. So the number three, the, so I don't, Arizona doesn't, the only thing that could screw this, really get the draft screwy if Arizona decides to go quarterback at three. But I doubt it very seriously. They're doing that with the contract. See, the difference between when they did this before with, uh, what was my, Josh Rosen, Josh didn't have that contract Kyler Murray got now. So that's why if Kyler didn't have that contract, then I could see them doing this crap three times in a row. But I think they don't do quarterbacks, so then that leaves the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts are on the clock. So if C.J. Stroud is there, I believe that they still go with Levitz. That's what I believe. I think if they the, should go. If the Panthers don't. If the Panthers don't and Young is gone and Stroud, Arizona doesn't do quarterback, which I don't think they will, and it comes down to Stroud or Levitz, I could see them possibly taking Levitz. But I think they should take Stroud because Stroud would have a – I think his upside could still be better 
than than Levitz. I think Levitz, you know, he has the quarterback build. I mean, I've seen this thing that Eli Manning and Peyton Manning's are doing. I mean, these dudes. I mean, they pretty much ran the NFL. And on a cool, the Mannings are trying to re- – they're really putting change in the game and the productions and sports and these shows they're putting together. These pre-draft shows, the, the Manning cast is – I mean, Alex Rodriguez on the baseball – and the Mannings, Omaha Productions, they own all of it. So, I trust me, I pay attention to everything. So, the Mannings got done on the field, and now they're coming into production stuff. It's just crazy. Just crazy. Generational wealth. No wonder – Art. Oh, hey, man, you ain't taking no NIL deal. You ain't got to worry about keeping mama's lights on, man. They got a billion-dollar corporation they building. Or you can just sit there like, yeah, man, I don't care. NIL, what's that? Anyway, I think they should go Stroud. They'll probably go Levitz. But the, you know what? I, you know what? The first thing that comes to me that, that Lamar Jackson got this money today? Uh-huh. Hey, Ballard, take a swing, bro. All this Phillip Rivers uh, duct tape. Uh, you Carson Wentz duct tape. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Nah, man. You've been a GM long enough. Get in. You in that seat. I've always had a respect to Ballard. Take a swing, man. Take one of them and let the chips fall. That's three. So that's how many quarterbacks in the name? That would be, that would be well, number we've three. We've named a handful, but uh, we've named three so far. I, 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 you so have I've got Young, young going first. So Young, Levitz, because I don't and have then, them. And then Stroud. And then Stroud. And you have Carolina going with Young uh, is, is where yes, you're kind of feeling. Yes, yes, uh, You don't think the Texans will go quarterback. Mm-mm. The Cardinals. No. No. Okay, so at four. The Colts should have a choice between uh, Stroud, Stroud and, and Levitz. And I think they should go Stroud. They'll probably go Levitz. Okay. Okay. Five, you got the Seahawks. And the Seahawks, I believe, are in the best position out of everybody that's looking for a quarterback of what they did this offseason and what um, – what's his name? Geno. Yeah, that guy. What he was able to go ahead and do. Don't disrespect Geno like that. No, not disrespect. I'm just saying that guy. Okay. I think if they want to, first of all, <laughs> there's uh, what's my man? I think he's out of uh, I forgot. I don't know if it's Illinois. There's some. There's a badass corner. You talk about taking UTSA's own last year, okay? You follow up um, with another top corner that in that division that could lock it. They could go corner, which that's one thing Snyder and them know how to do a sad. I'll give. They can draft secondary. Are you talking about Devin Witherspoon? Yes, out of Illinois. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. They could do that, or that could where you could find Mr. Anderson out of Florida. Because to me, that smells Pete Carroll. It's not over. They got Geno there. This is a guy that they can let sit for a year. I, everything I'm hearing, man, Anderson's going to have to sit for a year. Now, the Colts could basically look at the really, upside. Really quick. Huh. Richardson. I keep saying, why do you keep Richardson. calling him? Why do I don't know why I keep calling him Anderson? Because we have Richardson. Will Anderson. Yes, no, Richardson. I'm sorry. I've been calling Anderson all the Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Thank you for correcting me. That has Seattle all over it. Now, the Colts, depending on their head coach and how much influence he has on Ballard, and you look at the system he ran and he built with Jalen Hurts, I still I don't care who the Colts pick tonight. Uh, Garden Minshew and his mustache is going to be starting week one. And he's gonna be there for a minute. And I feel like if you got he went out and got him quick, Garment you knows this offense. If you're willing to let Garment you roll in 2023, take Anderson. Can you imagine the last few good years of Jonathan Taylor 
and you get a year of Anthony, you know, him kind of doing all that, and then you put that in there with that Philly system, that's the reason why I think, but they would have to be patient. That's a patient thing. But I think Gar Minshew allows them to go ahead and have at least, you ain't going to probably win that much, but it is what it is. So I'm going to sit there and say Seattle, if, if he's there, no, I can't see it. I, that, that would be up to maybe the Raiders. I still think, even though I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle did it, Seattle's going to go defense. Seattle, State, Seattle, Seattle goes secondary. They might go pass rusher. They're going to go somewhere you know defense. They talk with Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah. I think they go defense, man. I, I mean, if you think about it, if you could continue to build Seattle, if Geno can build off of last season, and you're really getting Geno at a discount big time. It's almost like the Russell Wilson rookie year contract when they went and built the Super Bowl. Because that's what Pete Carroll have to do. I don't care what Russ is doing. Until Geno, I don't care about winning the NFC. Until they win a Super Bowl without Geno or somebody else, Russ is in there. It ain't about the Legion of Boom. It's about Russ. Even if, he, even if he just wells out, and that's it. I'll stick to that. I think that's why I say, nah, they're going to go defense, man. Defense or a good receiver. But get Metcalf some help. I mean, I know Locke and all that, but get another stud to help Metcalf. I would say either receiver, tight end, or defense for Seattle. I, I'm going to sit there and say, no, I think he continues maybe to drop. And then it comes to the Raiders, but I think the Raiders can't afford. Raiders got to go defense. They got to be in the Carter sweepstakes. They need to be in the Carter or the Anderson sweepstakes. If I'm the Raiders, that's who's – like if he, if Anderson, whoever – look – I believe it's going to be Anderson or Carter. I know the kid from Texas Tech is picking up a lot of steam as that pass rusher. Tyree Wilson. Yeah, he might he might go top five, six, seven. It, on top the, three. Yeah, the Raiders need to have those guys circle. It should be Anderson, Carter, or the kid from Texas Tech. They need defense, man. They got an offensive minded coach, but they need they need defense. You've got two offensive-minded coaches, Hall of Fame coaches in that division now. You're going to need some defense. So the question, I guess, what I'm leading to as we get out of here is how far is he going to drop and who's going to be able to take that chance? And that's where you have – where is Tennessee sitting, like at 11 or 12? Tennessee's 11. If Tennessee's sitting there at 11 and the Texans are right there at 12, and let's say Texans didn't get quarterback – Maybe the Texans come back and they say, hey, man, we're cool. But I see if you're the Texans, I don't know if you really can take on an Anderson project. I, I think if you're going to go, you might have to go with somebody polished or this. A hooker, you know, hooker's coming off that injury in Tennessee, but I think hooker, they say he might have the biggest upside as well too. But I think hooker's another guy that's not going to be ready to go year one. But I think if hooker's healthy, he'd be quicker maybe to play than the kid from Florida anyway. So maybe they look at hooker at value if they if they target on him. But – like I said, the Texan has done the best job I've seen out of any franchise in years of front office and not letting anybody. I'm talking about the Insiders, Glazier, McShay, Rappaport. It don't matter. They, nobody knows what the Texans are doing it to. They really don't. I just think I put it out there, connecting the docs the way John Lynch to this organization. It is, And for all we know, Texans could be looking at 2-12 and 12 non-quarterbacks and they could be cooking in the back trying to get that trade between their own partners and 49ers for Trey to come down to Texan. That could be also why they don't even look at it that way or see, or you never know, but that's the way I see it. I just think it's, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going quarterback at number two. 
So by my count, you only have three without a trade. You only have three quarterbacks going yeah, top ten. I, yeah, I only got three max. Three max. You don't going think first Seattle's going to do it. Uh, Arizona, if one did go at three, it would Mm-mm. be because somebody traded up to three Mm-mm. to grab one of these guys. And I don't think Raiders can do it. Seattle could do it. I'm just telling you, if they're going to take a quarterback, yeah, it's going to be the kid from Florida. It's not going to be Levitz, even if he's still on the board at that time. It's not. It's going to be for Pete Carroll, surfboard, surf, surfboard Pete. He's the type of guy, let me take a swing and hit a grand slam. He kind of did it with Russ. I mean, where he drafted. So he could sit there and say, hey, man, I got Geno. We got him on a good deal. We got a young team rebuilding go. Let's go. We're going to do it on defense and running the ball. But we can we can afford to let him sit for a year in a project. I mean, the kid's only 20. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, no, I, they could do it, and I wouldn't be shocked. That, that makes sense to me, but I think they'll still look at a best skill position player at that time. So, and at the Raiders, and if I feel the Raiders can't go quarterback, then my question is, where is he going then? How far did he die? He probably wouldn't get past Tennessee. I think from everything we hear, which I disagree with it, I, I, I think there we don't know what uh, Willis, Malik Willis will be. We, we, there's not enough sample size tape. I believe this is a situation that the former regime GM, they did not, the, the, well, this current Rabel and the ownership, they didn't want, they never really was all in on Malik Willis. That was the other GM's pick. That's what I'm sticking to. So if that's the case and that's out there that they're ready to move on or they've given up hope, then that would, I would say the kid from Florida probably doesn't get past Tennessee. Then if you're Tennessee, what are you doing for, like, who's going to be the quarterback? Because it ain't going to be him that's going to be ready to start. Then do you release Ryan Tannehill? Do you bring somebody? I don't even know who else is out there on the market. Do you maybe serve? Did Marcus Mariota sign with somebody? Or is he still out question. there? You might bring him back. You never know. But it's round one tonight, man. It goes down in Kansas City. So we'll definitely chop it up and recap it tomorrow. But for that, today, it is a wrap. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, uh, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers' steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.